What up, what up, what up? Back at it again, Real Fans Podcast. I'm here, I'm your boy Gabe. That's Julian, right over here to whatever side he is on. What's up, Julian? <laughs> What's going on, people? I'm on the left side of the screen if you're watching this <laughs> video podcast. If you are on the audio, it doesn't matter. So either way, <laughs> we are we're... here. Um, JoJo is MIA again. We've lost in action. We don't know where he is. I think he went back home to Buffalo. Man. to meet his family yeah he's gonna help with the <laughs> fires going on in new york you know what I mean? he's gonna help with, <laughs> yeah. put out some of that smoke or canada there. or yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yo uh let's talk about it man we're in the dog days of summer man okay uh nba is over we had hockey we're, we're struggling at things to fi- talk about <laughs> listen man it, listen I, I feel like this is an exciting time because i feel like there's a lot of transactions that we're, we're gonna talk about uh the nba coming on because there's a ton of stuff that happened over there um uh, but let's start with the nfl um uh, over the past weekend, still making news again. They always make news. Still making news. Um, wow, news, honestly. Yeah, yeah. We had. Uh, I think they announced uh, either last week or a couple weeks ago that they're doing an investigation on some players, and it finally came out. I think Adam Schefter uh, tweeted out that uh, a couple players from the Colts were uh, suspended indefinitely uh, for 2024 betting uh, last season. It was Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry, um, and obviously this is coming on the heels of they already suspended. Uh, Julian, your player that's on the Jags now. Or was he reinstated? Yeah, he got reinstated. Yeah, he got reinstated. He served his suspension last year, Calvin Ridley, who was kind of like the first domino to fall in all this. And then, yeah, then there's a free agent player, Demetrius Taylor. Um, And then if you guys remember back in April – we the Detroit Lions had four players: uh, Jamison Williams, Stanley Barry Barry Hill, um, Quintess Cyphus, and C.J. Moore. From now the oh, and then Washington Commanders defensive end Shaka Tony. Um, So yeah, I mean, these are clearly people I'm sure none of you guys have heard of, and the reason why they're probably betting is probably because they're on the bench, bored as fuck. So (laughs) they have nothing to think about. Honestly, so far the big most profile big name to get caught was Calvin Ridley, but um, I guess Gabe like. Do you think we're going to find more people? Do you think this gambling thing has been like as wild? You think it's just that we're just scratching the surface? Is it going to be like deeper? We're going to find more players doing this? Um, I absolutely do. I think, you know, we talk about, you know, these are guys, these are millionaires, you know, hundred thousand heirs, millionaires. Uh, uh, and I don't think it's uncommon. I don't think like. Uh, to me, I, I used to be against betting. I was like, "Ooh, I don't know," you know, uh, you know, me being a baseball fan, Pete Rose and stuff. But these guys are competitors, and that's how they compete, right? MJ is notoriously one of the most competitive guys. Like, if you go golf with him, like he's betting, you know, uh, hundreds of thousand dollars on, on holes. Yeah, man, these guys bet. They, they get on the plane, they're bored, they have nothing to do. They got a, a five hour flight. Guess what they do? They pull out cards. <laughs> and this is this is like notorious throughout. NBA, MLB, NFL. These guys are competing. Now, I think what the the problem is they. Uh, now, I wonder about the nature of the bets because I pulled this from Bleacher Report. Bleacher reporting that they said Holder and Purdom noted the sports account was opened under the name of an associate of Rogers, and approximately 100 bets were placed of undisclosed amount in time, including Colts games. So that's why the Isaiah Rogers makes it even worse. And and that's how I think the problem is. And said that most of the bets were like 25 to 50 bucks. Um, and at least one was in the low four figures. So I, I think the problem is, A, this is America, right? Um, betting is here. Betting is happening. If you see a, with a lot of uh, you know ESPN, you know your DraftKings, your name, whatever sports books you want, a lot of them are partnering, partnering with you know 
ESPN and the MMA and MLB, MLB starting to open up uh, uh, draft betting. So Just I think other shows, yeah, yeah, in general, like everything. Like I mean, so, CBS has like and Fox has like betting network, like betting shows they're doing and stuff now, like sports games. Yeah, sports gambling. Sports gambling is here. It, it, it's the new trend. But what I think they have problems with is growing. When is when these players are betting on their sport, and that, that's where I think that's where like the trend, like. Uh, uh, where, where they have an issue. I don't think there's an issue with betting. Again, these guys do this on their off time. They're playing cars on planes and stuff. And, you know, I'm sure they're betting on other sports. But it, the problem or the contradiction or the issue happens when you're betting on your own sport, which is what Calvin Ridley, the first guy to fall, uh, happened to do. He was betting on his own team when he wasn't playing because I think he was injured at the time. Um, yeah. But he was still betting on his sport. Um, and obviously, that's going to be a big no-no, right? It's going to be uh, 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 the integrity of the game is called in the question when we're betting <laughs> on football. But Julian, like, I mean, sports betting, like, how, how do you feel about it in general? Like, you think, you think like these suspensions are going to deter players from like betting? Yeah, I think they have to. I mean, it's the only way for NFL to like really step it up. I mean, like you said, American sports, especially baseball in particular, has like a very um, negative history when it comes to like sports gambling obviously more and more states are legalizing it and these most these teams and players come from or play in states where this is legal indianapolis and michigan for example um yeah i i I agree with you too i think it's just the scratches i think we're gonna get way more players um but yeah i mean i think you have you have to do drastic measures to stop players from doing it and to me i don't know if maybe because you just Maybe they don't know enough to bet on other sports, but I'm like, man, there's so many other sports you can bet on. Like, bet on basketball, bet on baseball, bet on, like, I don't know, whatever, golf, whatever you want to do, soccer, whatever it is. Like, why are you going to bet on bet on college games? Like, if you don't feel like you know other sports and these are the football players, bet on college games. Like, bet on something that's not, like, like, don't shit where you eat, you know? Like, go somewhere where... Like, if you're going to bet, do something that's completely unrelated. Obviously, NFL, they're starting to promote sports gambling more. They know the wave is coming with more states legalizing it. I mean, we're starting to see them talk about it in pre-games, like like you said, with all the major networks and stuff. And NFL seems to be kind of on board with this. You know, I'm sure they're working like at the end of the day, it's a a big money. It's there's a lot of money in this. This is a huge industry and gambling. Yeah. And yeah, I th- you have to. I mean, the thing too is like these are players. Like, let's be real. Probably they can't afford to miss a whole season. They're not like Calvin Ridley, who his talent supersedes any suspension that he has, and he's going to get picked up again and make millions of dollars, or he already made like tens of millions of dollars a year. These are, like I said, these are no names we've never heard before that are probably on league minimum, if not not too far away from it. These guys can't afford to miss a season. It's no different than like players who like make a practice squad or they uh, just barely get into the 53 and then they get dropped the next season. And then they have to like, like missing a whole year, especially at the status these players are, those are super crucial. Cause you, you can't miss a year. I mean, the average career length for NFL players, four years. So it's like, and now you're about to miss one. And then players, I mean, we already saw this. I mean, at least I am. A lot of people are already giving the stigma of Calvin Ridley for missing a whole season. They're like, how can he be the same? Can he do this? But like, imagine these players who really aren't no one like who's going to want to take a flyer on these guys. So I think, yeah, you have to do 
you have to do drastic stuff to to stop it because yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, even if they they mean well and they're betting on themselves to even win, it's still just the integrity of the game in general. Like you just you don't want it because it you never know what it could snowball into. I mean, look at boxing. Boxing is one of the most corrupt things in the world, and it's all based corrupt sports in the world, and it's all based off essentially gambling and people yeah. throwing fights and doing everything. It's a little bit easier to do it in boxing because it's a uno v uno but football's a little bit tougher to do that but yeah man uh it i'm curious to see what happens in the future like how how like how much more is going to come out of this because and also i'm curious too and i don't know if you know you might have better like idea of like how are they finding these are they working with these gambling sites i i I think obviously like I think in the, in the case of Calvin Ridley, like it might have been like he directly put his information on there. Um, the report on this uh, on the Isaiah Rogers story is that it was an associate of his um, betting on the Colts. So, um, it, it, I mean, you can't. I guess I think this is going to happen. Like this is going to people are continue. They're going to continue to get suspended. Um, you're going to see names out there, um, but there, there's ways to go around it. There's ways to do it uh, where you're not Every directly doing it. Do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, grandma can. <laughs> 80-year-old grandma can bet on it, but not not specifically you. But um, I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, they're, they're going to find a way around it. Like I said, these guys are ultra competitors. Um, you know, they, they're probably betting on other sports as well. Like, uh, But I don't know, like, the I contradiction like is when they bet that, on their own sport. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're going to do that on any sport, like why the NFL? There's too much, like, shit that can go down. Like, baseball? Baseball makes so much more sense because, like, all you have to do with baseball is pick the over-under and it's not that hard. Like, I mean, at the end of the, cause you can kind of dictate and control like how much a team scores. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like football. It's like, I don't understand what you're betting on to like, that makes, but then again, maybe they're not trying, it's not well, some remember, massive betting, betting is to so, like, try to like force. Yeah. I think they're so really minute. just gambling just to gamble. Yeah. It can get so minute. It can, like, how many catches does a player have? How many yards does a player have? How many, you know, uh, uh, first, first quarter points? How many, uh, you know, half points? How many uh, blocks? You know what I mean? It can get so yeah, specific how much so minute. You, but how much can you control of that, I guess? I guess if you're doing player props. But, I mean, it feels like these guys are just betting to, like, to bet. Like I said, versus, like, Pete Rose and all that. There was, like, an organized thing going on where it's, like, no, we're not going to do this. You talk to the other manager. You kind of like organize this thing versus like football. I feel like that's so much harder. It's just due to the nature of the sport, so yeah. much harder to do something like that. It's not like baseball or bo- even like boxing where you can easily just throw fights or whatever it might be. But no, yeah, but I think the bigger the bigger idea is you know, we're talking about the players. Obviously, the player gets in trouble with their league. But what about these leagues partnering with these betting organizations FanDuel like I said DraftKings whatever are they Mavada whatever I mean uh I know that there's some there's stuff what they want to do I know the MLB what they want to do is in states where it's legal have like like kind of like horse racing you can go walk to a window just like you can go walk to the team merch store you can watch you know I mean walk to the window and, and, and place in game and, and place in game bets uh, like are the Yankees going to hit a home run this inning or whatever? Are they going to score two or, you know, two and a half plus minus to take the over under shit like that? I think that's w- the where it's going. So I think the bigger issue is like, okay, these leagues. Why would they do that though? Why not just people got Because they get profit now. because if they allow it in the Well, no, stadium, I'm saying you got. Oh, I'm saying, saying as a league, okay, so you, as a league, if they're trying to put windows where they allow betting, 
I take Movada. So I take DraftKings. Hey, hey, DraftKings, you can come and put your little betting window in here, and then we'll get a little bit off the top as an MLB league. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm whatever, Rob Manfred. Uh, we'll take a little bit off the top uh, to allow you to put your sports book in our stadium. That's what I'm saying. That That's what, that's yeah, what it's Maybe they can do like location based. Like if you're on your cell phone, they could tell like you're in the stadium. They're going to yeah. get a cut of like any like bets that were placed within the stadium. Like, cause yeah. like they're not going to set up a booth anymore. Like people are just not going to sit in line for that. People are just going to go on their phones and just. But like I said, it, there's, there's a lot of places. Needs yeah. To do something, so. yeah. There's a lot of regulations. Obviously with, with I mean, me overall, that's what I look at. Like, okay, we're talking about the players breaking the rules, right? These are they negotiate in the CBAs in their in their uh, with the player associations. They negotiated, hey, you cannot bet on this sport. You can bet on anything else. You can bet on fly fishing. You can bet on anything else. You can bet on ice skating, but you cannot bet on football. Okay, um, but but these leagues are important. But but how how you know how. Um, ironic is it that like oh they're they're coming down hard on people betting on their sport but also they're allowing sports books to they're, they're partnering with these sports books with their leagues so no like, yeah there's definitely a lot of hypocrisy and i've heard yeah. about this like starting to come up where it's like oh you the league is starting to pr- promote it more because it's starting to become more of a a big industry with states legalizing it nfl feels okay promoting it now because it's not illegal anymore and now it's kind of not even just nfl i'm talking about all sports and a lot all leagues and uh yeah it's like oh you're promoting all this stuff but then you go drop the hammer down on the players but i also at the same time i kind of get it though like because you you don't want your players because say travis kelsey has like a a player prop and he has a bunch of money on five catches or more um and he bets the under then he's like well no matter what happens to me i'm gonna make sure i only get no more than four catches i'm gonna drop or pat down whatever but like I said, I still think NFL is still tougher to do, but regardless, just the principle, you don't want your yeah. players doing it versus like some other sports where you can really kind of like throw. I mean, honestly, I feel like even basketball, you can, it can get, uh, I mean, look at the ref, the whole, the well, whole that's why, thing. Like, listen, yeah. that's why people, like, hey, you can people, control them a little people, more. People, people get mad at refs, right? They, your Scott Fosters, your, your Tony brothers or whoever else you want to name. Uh, you know, also people scoring points at the end, right? Let's say, cause usually in basketball, uh, the gentlemanly thing to do at the end of the game when it's all blown out and your know, other team is up by 12 points, the team on defense lays out. But sometimes a losing team will just come up and score, right? Because, you know, there's money on like over-unders. Like, well, you score, you know, 14 points over or whatever, total points. And somebody will score and then, you know, see people get pissed off like, fuck, fuck you, Tyler Hero. Why you had to shoot that three at the end of the game? It was a useless three. You weren't winning. You were down 40 mm-hmm. points. Why'd you shoot that three? You fucked up my bet. So shit like that. That, 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 um, you know, like I said, it, it, the sports betting can get into the minutia of like certain points, certain players get things, and I'm fine with it. Listen, I think sports players, especially when they incentivize in these contracts to, as a player, they incentivize performance, right? You have to get a certain amount of touchdowns, certain amount of yards, certain amount of points, certain amount of whatever. In their contracts, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're going to try to get maximize their contract, right? Because you have a certain amount of guaranteed, and, and they can get those bonuses and hit those bonuses. I think players are going to perform. But what I fear, what I fear about the sports betting is like people laying off. Like, oh, it's like, you know, uh, you know, I'm playing defense on this guy. This guy is gonna get six. If he has six receptions, he'll get a thing. But I bet on him to get six as uh, as a cornerback. I, I uh, you know, let 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 off on him just to get that other cash because I know my my buddy grandma is a uh, bet on a six plus on, yeah. on receptions or some shit like that. You know what I mean? That that's where it's Here, like okay, yeah, you know, it, it can get. And, you know, I think, and I still come back to it's like. 
I would still be more worried about other sports too, like basketball, baseball. But there's so many more games, so the games matter less. I think the problem with NFL is like you only have 17 games, and you only have so many starting opportunities. So it's like a part of me is like, how much is a player going to want to yeah. risk like do betting on themselves for player props? for like something like say they want the under, which is most likely always the easiest one to bet on. I mean, that's what Pete Rose, that's what a lot of people always do. They bet on the under when it comes to, cause it's way easier to control the under. Like you just force yourself not to do it or even worrying more so about like the coaches and the management staff or whatever it is, yeah. like things, people who can really control the game or the refs, you know? Uh, but I could, I could totally see like a, a world where like basketball, let's say basketball specifically, and the team just like say like the Sixers from the late 2010s, where they're just tanking every game to get draft yeah. picks. And it's like, oh, we're throwing away the season anyways. Let's just, the head coach is like, let's just bet on the unders for like, or the owner. Let's say the yeah. owner. I mean, that's another thing too. Say the owners are like, we're betting on the unders and tells the coach like, make sure they don't score more than 100 points because yeah. it don't matter anyways. We're, we're choking this league anyways. Well, I'm I, joking, I, but we're like we're throwing this league in. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Stephen Ross, the the Dolphins head coach, telling Brian Flores to tank because you know we need picks or whatever. I'm, we're not gonna talk about him, you know, <laughs> trying to pay Brian Flores to lose games, but but we'll, we'll move on. Let's talk about uh, other NFL news. Uh, you want to talk about um, Germany, right? Because uh, we talked about how uh, the NFL is trying to expand the game. They're going to a lot of international games. They have a couple games in London, Germany. What was the other? There was like. Are they trying to go to Portugal, Spain? Um, they go to that? Mexico often. Mexico, um, often, but yeah. I think I think this venue. year it's only London. I think it's only London and Frankfurt. Now, it's not, uh, last game was Munich. This time it's going to be in Frankfurt. Let me double check. I don't think they're yeah. doing one in Mexico this year. So they they announced the five games. Uh, they announced five games. I know definitely it's two in London. Uh, Falcons Jaguars in London. Uh, it's going to be yeah, so Jagu- Jaguars Bills in London. Wembley, yeah. the Hotspur Stadium, the Hotspur Stadium again, then Frankfurt, and Fran- two games in Frank. Okay, so two games Dolphins in Germany, and, and then two games in... Colts, Patriots. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so I wanted to bring this up because I thought this is crazy, and it's showing how strong, like, football is in Germany, and I think Germany is so much of a better market than London is. I think London, they're just kind of there to be there. Versus, like, I think German fans truly like like the sport or love the sport because listen to this. The Chiefs and Dolphins game, November 5, at Deutsche Bank Park in Frankfurt, sold out in 15 minutes Tuesday morning, filling up a 48,000-seat stadium. There were 1.420 million people in the online ticket queue within two minutes, a figure that would represent 1.7% of the German population. So almost 2% of the German population was sitting in an online ticket queue for this Chiefs-Dolphins game in a, in Frankfurt with a stadium that's only 48,000 seats, which I'm kind of surprised they went to Frankfurt because that is a smaller stadium. You think they would have went to like Berlin or even went to Munich again, but I guess they kind of want to go around because um, those are bigger stadiums and bigger cities. But um, yeah, man. I mean, what do you what do you think? So sold out in fifteen minutes, and within two minutes, one point four million people were in line. I, I think that's absolutely cool. Like, I think it's fun. Like, you know, America's you know selling a bit of piece of America. When I think of America, you know, what what do international people think uh, of us? And obviously, uh, on the sports stage, 
right? The they NFL don't like is like us. It's, it's the only, well, <laughs> football. I'm gonna call it American football is the only thing that happens in America. So uh, I think it's a great export. Um, I wonder because Frankfurt also has, I think, 25 minutes away. There's like a, uh, a U.S. based military base. Uh, uh, I'm looking on the internet. It says it serves uh, 50, 56,000 soldiers. There, yeah, uh, so soldiers and families. Yeah, so yeah. that like they can just fill up the stadium just with military people if, if they wanted to go. So I I think it's great uh, for them. They, they you know they get a piece of home because I'm sure that I don't know what the fucking time differential is, but it's got to be something. Yeah, but crazy. they might not they might not even be able to get in. I mean, you're talking. I mean, what fifty thousand to one point four million? I'm not saying so the vast vast majority of people are going to be actual Germans. I'm saying but, people who I have think the off time day. changes six people hours have day on, on the base are going to be able to get in. But I, I actually think you know it's cool. It's it, I think it's great. It's fun. Expand the game. Uh, it's going to be terrible. I hope they what uh, the teams that are going out there. I think the Dolphins. We, well, I said the Dolphins and the Chiefs play out there, and then yeah, specifically the that Bulls. game sold out. I hope they get the fucking bye week afterwards because that 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 red eye is going to be t- really bad. It's going to be really bad. So it's about a nine hour flight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all. That's a whole. That's a whole day. Just a, a work day of just uh, fucking flying, flying, and, and, well, and if, one way, yeah. <laughs> And that's just one way. And then I'm sure when they get there, they're going to want to like, travel and do, you know what I mean? If I go to Germany, like, I want to do stuff. Like, I want to drink beer. I want to go, you know, to the beer garden. You know, I want to do the stuff. Beer garden. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, that's a terrible, that was a terrible accent. I'm sorry. I'm not very <laughs> good at my improv. Um, but it, it should be fun. I, I think the NFL schedule uh, so far that we kind of reviewed, we'll, we'll review it as we get closer again. Um, mm. uh, it seems pretty fun. So I'm glad that they're they're making it big in Germany. No, and I think too the NFL realizes that it's like I think they've tapped, like the, they've run out of what they could do in the American market. I think they understood that, and I think they've realized looking at other sports in America that like these sports are growing internationally. Things like basketball, baseball, obviously soccer is already big, but it's growing here. But like I think they're looking at it, it's like all right, we're making this much. We're the most profitable league in the world. And we're only in one country. How can we, how can we divert to and get more? So I mean, the NFL at the end of the day is just a money making machine, and they have to. And and I think that's why we're seeing so much. And even I, I genuinely believe eventually we're going to get not just a team, but we're going to get a division internationally. I think it's going to have a whole four team division over there. And I think NFL is looking at expansion because I I really think NFL is kind of tapped America dry. I think there's only there's there's really no more else you can do. Um, I mean, you can add a couple more cities here, but like like Austin, for example. But at the end of the day, I'm sure there's already people there. You already have NFL fans in Austin. You're already making money off these fans, even though there's not a team there. So it's like I think that the next most logical thing is to really expand abroad. Kind of sucks to see Mexico not negating another game, but I guess they really feel like they've kind of like conquered that market in a sense because there's already like a Mexican football league in general. They've been going to Mexico for a long time. Um, I I will say I'm a little surprised because I remember last year there was tons of talk about them going to Spain. Um, I'd be more like, honestly, man, like the London games, watching the Germany games are way cooler than watching the London games. I just feel like London's starting to get too many games and they're getting used to it. And it's like, I don't know if you're ever going to really convert like London fans like that. I think there's I there's think, people there's people. Listen, when they go, I mean, when they, I don't, but I don't, they already have. Like, if I don't yeah. think you're going to get any more new people, and you can. I'm not saying like completely abandon London. Still do it, but does London need three games? 
Like, okay. do they need three games over there? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see Germany getting two games because this is the second year now. London, they've been doing London since 2008 or something like that. Like, let some other countries get it. Try like a France. Try like a Spain. Yeah. Um, maybe like an Italy. I don't know. Or, or go to South America. Um, I don't know if they'll ever go to South America, though, because yeah, I just so. I don't think there's enough money down there, even though there's just yeah. stadiums. But I think they're going to want to stay in Europe. Um or shit, maybe even Asia. Who knows? Australia. I think Australia would fucking kill it. I think they would love it. Yeah, honestly. I, but the time, you know what? Would be I would insane. love a preseason. I would love pre- these preseason games. Put it in Japan. Put it on, tra- uh, on Australia. The preseason games where I, I don't give a fuck. Like make it fun for the players. Like let them have an experience. Like oh, like look, we're spreading the game. Who cares? The I don't think players are gonna go for it. I think players are. They're so much like in their routine, getting ready for the season. I think the last thing they're gonna want to do is like. Travel fifteen it's hours to wherever. It's a preseason. Well, then you also got to think too. You're bringing more people because, like, you're no longer have a fifty-three man roster with the practice squad. Do you? I think going into like these training camps, there's yeah. like a hundred guys. So it's like, yeah, you're gonna have to travel with a hundred. Like, that's like two. You're gonna have to probably get a whole but, other plane. But it's not. I'm not talking about all thirty-two. You know, all thirty-two teams, sixteen games being played in Australia. Put a couple. Put put the Super Bowl champions in in Australia. Amy? It's a shame because yeah, you know what would really help is you, you just can't football is just too context. It's too much like I guess like violence in it. You just can't do friendlies, which kind of sucks. Like I think that's where like the MLB and like basketball and obviously soccer can like achieve because it's like the sports at the end of the day aren't that demanding. And it's like that's what really hurts the NFL. It's like, man, like players are not gonna like the preseason. And I don't know if you're going to really convert a lot of fans watching preseason games because those preseason games can be ex- very rough. Listen, there's one or two drives you watch, the, and then the and game you're not, is And you're not going to get the – yeah, and you're not going to get the stars at the end of the day. Yeah. There's a reason why 1.4 million people are signed up to Germany because they want to see Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, and Tua. That's why, and they want to see Tua. They want to see Tua. <laughs> I, almost, I almost said Tua. Oh, like, no, nah, I'm not going to say Tua. I'm not going to say Disrespectful. <laughs> I was like, Tua not. Come dude, on. how many people in Germany know who Tua is? I'm sure people kind of know who Patrick Mahomes is. No, come on, Alabama. Come on, Alabama. Come on. Listen. They don't know where Alabama is on a map. I don't know like, what school. They, listen, I don't know what, what college Patrick Mahomes went to. It's probably some Texas. He went to Texas, uh, Texas A&M. I Texas know, Tech. From, went to Texas I, Tech. I know yes, he's from Texas. He has that weird accent. He has a frog throat, but... Listen, everybody knows Alabama. Okay? <laughs> Alabama's international. Okay, roll tide, roll tide. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. Um, I really hope next. It sucks to see uh, Mexico not in there. Um, I would love to see more South America. Like, I think you could probably get away with like an Argentina or maybe like a Brazil. I, outside of that, I don't see them going anywhere else. Um, but like I said, I, I would like to see more country. I think London's getting too many games. I think we we get it, man. Like, all right, London. Like we've been doing it every year, and now it's like three games. Like, come on! Like, I rather you give three games to Germany and put it in all three cities because the thing with London, I think with England, you just really have. I mean, you have Manchester, but then you just have England. I mean, London. Like, you only have like two cities there. It's like, meanwhile, Germany, you could put in like Munich, you could put in uh, Berlin. It's, it's in Frankfurt now. You can go to Hamburg, like where there's it's more bigger population. Like I think if you, I'd rather them do that and have it like all throughout Germany and just like it seems like that's a market where you would really thrive at and you're gonna thrive way better than you would in England. Yeah. I think I think England is like the, you've got the fans you're gonna get. I mean those guys hate us at the end of the day. As someone who does a soccer podcast, 
and as an American who likes soccer, like we get all kinds of shit from British people thinking that they're better <laughs> than us. So like at the, they're so pretentious to Americans. Like I, they're going to very few are going to like actually be turned on to the idea of like watching what they call hand egg. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to <laughs> I, you have no idea. How to hand egg. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, I've seen like memes where it's like, this is football. See, and they put an arrow foot and then they put an arrow to a ball. And then the other one's like hand egg. <laughs> picture an arrow to the hand and then like another arrow to the and it's like egg and oh i was like you know that's kind of funny i'll give you Listen, that <laughs> I, I don't respect anybody who calls math mass when they put a little s at the end of it i don't respect that okay y'all listen I don't respect that. listen anyways i remember well I, see, here's the thing when you're bring up england listen we're coming up we're at the beginning of july america oh uh, flying eagles july 4th the you know uh uh leaving the english Bro, oppression what's up go ahead, go ahead i was gonna say like well this all kind of falls in um i forgot did you see the mlb game in england in london uh no I didn't, I didn't watch it no no the london series yeah the uh, i found that out literally the day of um i guess they converted the west ham stadium into a baseball field i believe the cardinals and the nationals played um but yeah pretty cool that's a, like another sport another league that's like hey like let's uh, go to broader europe i think europe's kind of the one market baseball hasn't really taken off in Baseball's kind of done South America and Asia, but I think they, but uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool to see the MLB in London. I I literally found that out the day of, I don't know if you knew about it. Well, I know them do that. than the fucking, I heard about the game. I heard about it, but I didn't watch the game. Like uh, it wasn't anything. I didn't watch it either, but I saw the fanfare of it. Like looking into, I saw the way they converted the stadium. I was like, wow, I didn't even know uh, that West Ham stadium can even uh, convert like that. It was the Cubs and the Cardinals. Yeah. Well, speaking of MLB, as we transition, we're we're in the doldrums of summer right now. We're at the beginning of July. You know, happy July Fourth. By the time this comes out, happy July Fourth. That'll be Independence Day. Happy Freedom. Bald Eagles. All that stuff. Um, Bald Eagles. Let, let's talk about the MLB, and uh, we're you know we're heading into uh, as we record this tonight. They're going to announce uh, MS, MLB All Star voting has been going on. So maybe on next episode we'll talk about ML, MLB All Star voting. Um, but uh, they're going to announce it tonight. Uh, uh, but let's talk about the MLB season halfway through. Uh, Julian, I know you want to talk about the Marlins uh, as we head into uh, MLB. Uh, by the way, All-Star uh, Weekend is going to be July 11th. It's going to be in Seattle, so that should should be fun. They're, that's a great sports town they have over there. So uh, let's talk about the MLB. Let's talk about the Marlins. Uh, give a Marlins update. We're halfway through the season. What you got? Yeah. I just wanted to put this photo up here for the video. This is what it looked like in London. Oh, okay. London, yeah. That looks So dope, yeah, man. they they completely converted it, which is pretty crazy. Um yeah. so that, that that's I, I had no idea they can really move that stadium unless when they built that because that's a new stadium. I guess when they yeah. build it to be like yeah. multi purpose, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, pretty fucking cool. I thought when I saw that, I was like, Wow. I was like, that's really cool how they changed that. But yeah. Anyways, I just want to put that photo. Soccer guy talk about baseball. There's a soccer guy talking about baseball. Go ahead. I put that up there because I figured. Yeah, <laughs> you, 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 I was like, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I, I didn't think they would sell out like that, but um, yeah, the Marlins. Marlins, awesome. One of the. This is probably the best season they've had since uh, 2003. Like legitimately, oh. like I like I don't count COVID year as a year they made the playoffs. Oh, they did when they not beat the Braves. Oh, they did not make the playoffs legitly. They were a seventh seed in any other MLB season. That wouldn't have count. 
I still stand by the fact that the Marlins have not made the playoffs since they won the World Series. And this year is going to change. And what better year? The 20-year anniversary of us winning the World Series. And then it looks like we're going to go back over there. So right now, let me double-check the standings at the moment. They're up uh, 47 and 34. They're six games behind Atlanta, which is their division rivalry. But they are first in the wild card. Yeah. They're two two games plus in the wild card. Yeah, and um, you know, obviously, I think they played this weekend. As we record this again, they're going to play the series. They just, you know, they've been playing, especially this past like month, month and a half. They've been playing exceptionally well. They've been doing really good. Now, now they've been winning, you know, a lot of close games. That that's the biggest thing with the Marlins. Like they win a lot of one run games. But you know, uh, recently, you know, Jazzism comes back off, uh, uh, comes back from huge the minor league, and he fucking exploded. He had a home run. He played, the, you know, off this Boston series. He had a home run to center field. Uh, you know, uh, getting RBIs. Uh, so he, he's being productive again. So, I mean, w- uh, what is what does encourage you about the Marlins uh, going forward as we move in halfway through the season? I think the hitting is just uh, substan- sust- substantially better. I think last year they really struggled, but they did well pitching-wise, especially with Sandy having a Cy Young year. Um, I think pitching has been a little bit more lackluster this year. Obviously, even though we're first in... Uh, the wild card race, there's still only a, they have a minus two run differential, so they're still yeah. letting up a lot of runs. But th- that I mean, to go from minus two to like I believe last time we talked about the Marlins, they were like minus forty. So yeah. they've really shrunken it down. Everybody's playing well. Um, yeah, especially when Jed Chisholm first got injured, um, that's kind of when it the everything kind of took off, and everybody was starting to kind of blame like, oh, maybe with him gone, now we're playing better now that he's not here anymore. Because before he was injured, they were kind of on a little bit of a slump. But then once he got injured, they really started to pick it up. I, I don't remember the stats, like the record at the top of my head. But they went like definitely like 700 winning percent or something like that. They were above 500 with Jad Chisholm out versus prior when he was playing. But now that he's back, he's, they've been even playing even better now. So it's like he's kind of slotted in. right. It's almost kind of like getting a new player at trade deadline. And making the team even better almost because they were kind of like middle of the pack, not playing well. And then they just started really taking off. Uh, Luis Arez is like having one hell of a season. Oh, as it stands right now, a historic season batting at four. Is he still at 400? Oh, he was. No, he, was. he might, it must have dropped. Let me, let me look up, uh, look that up. I know he was hitting at 400 like last week. So. Um, he, he He's got at 396. Still yeah. fucking insane. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, point, like, all he needs one game and it's back up to 400. Like, that yeah. is literally incredible. The guy's, he's done everything this season. Hitting 400 batting average, having a complete game. Like, he's going to most likely make the all-star team. Yeah. Like, the dude has just been a, a, a hitting machine. He's been playing really well. And then, obviously, we got Jorge Soler, who's also been stepping up and playing super well. The hitting in general... It's just been so much better this season. Um, like I, I think that's what. And now with Chisholm coming back and him hitting a home run, like you said, like they're just they're playing well. And then like they just, I mean, they just beat like a really good Red Sox team six two. So yeah. the Marlins, it's it's an exciting time to be a Marlins fan, and we're starting to see it in the attendance. Like I, I put in the group chat this past weekend, um, it was like one of the highest attended Marlins games, regular season games, and like. Yeah. A long time. I mean, it was twenty five thousand people. Like 
when was the last time you saw a Marlins regular season game at 25,000 people? And it just, to me, it's proves that like, look, at the end of the day, Miami's just, it's, it will always be one of those markets where if you don't win, people won't show up. We see it time and time again. Dolphins started winning. They just sold the most season tickets they've sold in like two decades. Like the heat, the only reason why people love the heat is because they actually win consistently on a ba- consistent basis. And yeah, uh, it, it just shows that like this past Saturday they went from 25,000 and then Sunday it was like 22,000. And yet people want to say, yeah, but they had the bark in the park and like the bobblehead jatches and bobblehead. But it's like, yeah, that might've helped a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's not like they haven't done that shit before Marlins. I follow them on all social medias. They always do like these weird random promotional days. Yeah, that might've helped, but at the end of the day, people are showing up because now Marlins are starting to be a coming, become an exciting team who's scoring and now also to just the general MLB rules with the pitch clock and stuff and no formations. It's just made baseball just more exciting. All they need to do now is just shorten the season. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't think that's going to happen because I think that's, that's going to affect the, the revenues as a league. But, um, yeah, the models get it, though. I don't yeah. think it will. It, it I mean, will, think man. about it's the just... operating cost. Like, if you're operating costs, if you're opening up a stadium and only 4,000 people show up and you're – and at the end of the day, like, there's so many, like – like you got to run the electricity, the plumbing, the employees, the food, all this stuff. That's like, if you just shorten that, your profit margin is going to be huge. Like look at the NFL, man, 17 games and they make way more money than MLB. Mind you, these are old games and stuff correlate. These are old. It's all about TV numbers. It's TV numbers are what makes the money, not attendance. You think the NFL, NFL makes like, I bet you like, I would guarantee like, I think, and I think I remember during COVID NFL, Attendance only makes like fifteen or twenty percent of the revenue, something yeah. like that. And it's all like TV. It's all TV. It's all TV. Yeah. And I don't know why the MLB won't get that in their head. It's like, look, man. Like, I get maybe the Yankees would probably push against it, and they're probably one of the most powerful things because they sell out almost every game. But it's like, man. At the end of the day, it's like if the other fucking twenty nine teams are just or twenty eight teams because obviously the Dodgers, the Cat, the Cubs, and the Red Sox. But it's like, make it shorter, man. Make the games mean more. Like, no one's going on a Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Who the fuck is going to those games? I saw a promotion the Mars are doing. It was like uh, all, calling all remote workers, come work at the game and get free Wi-Fi. I'm like, bro, who the fuck is going to go do, like, work at a baseball game? Like, if I'm going to a baseball game, I'm going to a baseball game. I'm not going to bring my laptop and do fucking work from there. Yeah. Like, that's just weird as fuck. Um, you know, MLB is a bunch of old white people owners. The MLB is all about tradition and the you know the old game playing it the old way. So, um, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, coming back to the Marlins. I, I mean, the Marlins have been playing exciting baseball. I'm trying to look at uh, their last ten games over the stretch. I know they've been playing very well over the last ten months. They're seven and three. Yeah, seven three of the last ten months, and that's why this this upcoming week, as we record this, by the time we watch, by the time this goes out, they played the series already. But um, this Brave series is going to be. Uh, really tough. Like it's going to be like a playoff type of series, right? Uh, especially with Luis Arias playing second base. A lot of people talk about him being in the All Star game over Albies, the the uh, second baseman for the Braves. Um, so exciting stuff. I mean, I'm I'm glad. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, uh, with Jazz Chisholm, are you a Jazz Chisholm should stay in the outfield guy, or you should he should come back to the infield? Right, uh, wh- wh- where do you stand on on Jazz Chisholm? Because a lot of the a lot of the things uh, about him is 
defensively. Now he has the skills. He can cover. You know, he's very fast. He can cover yardage. Uh, but the thing going into the preseason and now halfway is that defensively, like sometimes he makes mistakes. Um, uh, are you a Jazzism should stay in the outfield or Jazzism come to either the infield, second base, or shortstop, or you know, how, how do you feel uh, about? I you? mean. I've I've always been a player. No matter I mean, I've always been a person. No matter what sport, no matter what it is, play players where they're comfortable and what they're used to and what they are. No. Jazz Chisholm is not an outfielder. Just look at him. The dude's not an outfielder. He's never played outfield. I mean, he might have played outfield here and there. Everybody has, but like the guy came into this league. You picked him up to be an infielder. This is who he is. Like play him there. Like, and I get that you have to kind of make do with what you have. Um, but I, I always stand by the fact, like, I hate players playing out of position unless you are absolutely just like decimated by injuries, then you have to do what you got to do. Um, but like players will always play better where they're comfortable, play a player where they're supposed to be played. I still, I like always stand by that. Like, um, the good thing is though, as long as he can, he can continue to hit like he is like, that'd be great. Yeah. Another thing with Jazz Chisholm too, it was funny because him coming out of the injury, I told my friend, I was like, oh, he's going to go to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, better catch a game. Because it's so funny, every time like um, a big star goes down to the minors and they go to Jacksonville, or like they at least play a away game there, the stadium always fills up. Yeah. So like when Acuna, when Acuna uh, whatever it might, because I don't know what the Braves uh, minor league AAA team is, but like uh, when Acuna was playing an away game there. Everything sold out, but he didn't even play, so, which is kind of funny. And then when Jad Chisholm played for the Jumbo Shrimp, because obviously Jumbo Shrimp's a Marlins affiliate, uh, a lot of that game sold out too. So it, it's always era when um, Jose Fernandez, when he was coming out from his Tommy John before he passed away that year, he was playing in um, in Suns, and that it always sells out. So I always think it's funny when uh, you get those big stars in like these small towns and everybody yeah. shows up because like, we got to see it. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, if, if he can continue to hit like he's hitting, then I think we're going to – I think a lot of fans are going to kind of look past the the woes that he makes in the outfield. And I don't think he's terrible, like he's serviceable. But, like, I also think you can probably get somebody else to do that who's built to be an outfielder, always yeah. was an outfielder, understands it, and put him where he's supposed to be played at because that's what you're paying in the big bucks for. He's literally on the cover of the show, MLB The yeah. Show. Put the man where he fucking plays. Like, I mean, but. And, and you know, I, I, as long as you, he's hitting, especially, you know, coming out of, uh, coming back uh, the past couple of days, um, you know, as long as he hits, if you can hit, that's what they tell you in baseball. If you can hit, they'll find a spot for you. You'll be a DH. They'll put you at first base. They'll, if you can hit the ball, you can get on base. They'll, they'll find a spot for you. So I'm glad that he's back. And um, I'm glad that the Marlins are in the spot. Now, like I said, they're going to be probably moving into the tougher part of the season uh, going the rest of the way. Did you and, catch them on Apple TV? I missed them. Uh, no, I want to see them on uh, no, I don't, Apple TV. I don't, have, I don't have Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV. Oh, it's free. Like those are free. Well, I don't have any. Like Apple. you just gotta make you just gotta make an account and then I, I, whatever, I have, and then you can watch it. You don't gotta subscribe to nothing. The only Apple product I have is this MacBook that I'm recording on this now. But um, yeah, the, I'm with you. I mean, the only Apple product I have is Apple TV Plus. <laughs> I mean, it's not even a product. It's a subscription because of oh, MLS. And then but you don't have the, you don't have that. There used to be a box. You can get the Apple shows. TV box. Do you have the box or no? Well, there's the Apple TV box. No, I I just use whatever software is on my t- the Vizio software on the TV. Oh, okay. But no, I mean, literally the only Apple product I ever pay for is Apple TV because honestly, they got really good shows on there. Uh, watch Ted Lasso, which you should you should watch. You should get Apple TV listen, just for that. I I watched and a couple. Are you going to watch Messi one. play? 
Are you going to watch uh, Messi play? You got to get on the Apple TV, man. Real fan, real fans pod, uh, real fans uh, FC, real fans FC. That's our other show. Our you telling me you're not gonna watch it, man? You, gotta, you know what? How about you stick around for real fans FC? Maybe we'll we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, also, okay, I just want to bring this up. The three hottest players I want to watch right now. Obviously, like I said, we're heading into All Star Weekend, July 11. Uh, three hottest players to watch right now. This is just my list of guys that you should be watching right now. We already named one. Luis Arias, second baseman in Marlins. The guy's hot, almost hitting 396, almost hitting 400%. Probably sh- he's going to be in the running for uh, MVP, probably over Acuna and whoever else in the National League. Maybe, possibly. If he, he keeps he's a hit like he's hitting, yeah. I mean, you can't ignore you can't him. Because- I mean, yeah, you can't ignore this guy. Even though guy, we're Miami and they like to ignore us, but. Like, the guy's hitting multiple five for five games, four for four, or whatever, multiple hit games. Now, you want to say they're singles or whatever. Listen, the guy's getting on base, and that's what you got. You got to be productive. You get on base, you got a chance to score. All right, so Luis Arias, that's my number uh, number three guy to watch. Number two guy to watch, uh, Ellie De La Cruz. Ellie De La Cruz plays for Cincinnati Reds. This guy, coming out of the minor leagues, this guy ha- this guy six seven plays shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, he has like one of the fastest first first uh, home to first uh, base runs, like running from home to first, running from first to third, has one of the first, has a tremendous arm, hits home runs, steals bases. This guy is incredible. And again, he's 6'7". He, this guy is as tall as, uh, I don't know, I don't know, a tall pitcher you want to name. Uh, to me, it come to mind, whatever. Um, so, Luis Arias for the Marlins, second base. Shortstop, Eli De La Cruz, number three guy, Shohei Otani. This guy. Shohei Otani. Oh man! Shohei Otani homers. Shohei Otani like 10, 10 strikeouts or something like that. Listen, there's a lot of guys. I, I, you know, I grew up. You know, ninety five. That's when I started. You know, I was a young buck, four or five years old. Started playing baseball around ninety four, ninety five, and, and t ball and all that stuff. Played a little college, and you know, there, there's like certain, certain. We talk about generational players. When I was growing up, generational player was like Alex Rodriguez. Him playing uh, in Seattle, and then he went to Texas, uh, and then obviously he went to New York. He was like a generation player. He was like, this guy is going to, he's going to break all these records. Uh, a Ken Griffey at that uh, time. He plays both sides, offense and defense. A tremendous shortstop, uh, tremendous hitter, going to break all the records. And then I thought, you know, to me, Griffey was also another generational big. He was supposed to be Alex Rodriguez 2.0. He was supposed to be even younger, more talented. This guy, I think Griffey came in was like 19 Junior? years old. Yeah, yeah, Ken yeah. Griffey Jr. He came in was like 19 years old. He was supposed to be Alex Rodriguez 2.0. Shohei Otani might be the greatest player of my life. He is Babe Ruth 7.0. Okay? He, he, as far as like him, if he was just a We've hitter. We've gone over this, Gabe. Babe he, Ruth is a bomb. Oh, he yeah, played he's a against bomb. plumbers. He couldn't throw. <laughs> he yeah, was he overweight and was not an athlete. But he was strong. Have you seen his bat? Have you seen his hand? I went to, so I, I took a tour. and Because he was a plumber. I took a tour. <laughs> at the time when I was living in New York, I lived in the Bronx. I took a tour of the new, the new Yankee Stadium, not the old one. The old one was already, there's like a park over there now. It's a, whatever. But the new one. Uh, I think they it's have a like, park, yeah. Yeah, they have like a little museum in there. You can see like his actual bat and like a picture of his hands. You see, they have a, a thing of his bat. And then they have a picture of him holding the bat in his hands. And this guy has ginormous hands. It, Babe Ruth, physically, a very large man. This guy was like the giant, like WWE, the giant, like whatever. Um, but Sheho, Shohei Otani is probably the greatest player. If he was just a hitter and he played first base, he'd be incredible. But the, if he was just a pitcher, pitching, uh, the amount of strikeouts, he'd be incredible. The of, he'd be incredible. <laughs> the fact that he's both... 
<laughs> this guy, this guy is the ultimate athlete. I'm sorry, he's he's riding up, rising up in the ranks of like best athlete. You know, I think a best. Athlete, I'm, I'm talking about like Deion Sanders. I'm talking about Serena Williams. Uh, Bo Jackson. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about Bo Jackson? Shohei Otani. Bo, ja- Bo Jackson. It was probably the greatest ath- like athlete, not just like stats or whatever, like but yeah. like just pure athlete ever. Physical. I've physical, never seen. Yeah. Physical dominance. Physical dominance. Physically elite. Um, Shohei Otani, man. This guy is having an incredible year. I, I'm a fan. Like, if I had to pick players, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a root, you know, I'm a Miami guy. I'm a root for the Marlins, especially now that they're doing very well. I'm a root for them, especially you know, Arias being uh, a guy on the team. You know, Jazz Chisholm from the Bahamas. Is it Arias my, my, or is it Arias? Because I've been hearing both, and I, I don't know. Arias. I feel like it should be Arias. But if I had to pick a player that I'm rooting for, again, these are the the, the top three that I have to root for. Maybe they're not on my team. Ellie De La Cruz and then Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is fucking amazing. I, 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 I mean, this guy, it, Cy Young, he's he's gonna run for MVP. He's gonna he's definitely gonna have uh, a MVP. And I hope, uh, uh, you know, with this upcoming contract, I think he's due for a renewal. I have to look. I'm gonna have to look up specifically what's going on with his. Contract. Oh, he's gonna make a fuck ton of money. Everybody's talking way, about. I saw these. These look sick. Jazz Chisholm Sunday, Sunday Jordan ones. Cleats. I thought these were really cool. I just wanted to pull these up for people. Oh, he he's always fresh, man. He and, and you know the thing I love. Eh. Um, you know the thing I love about Jazz. Jazz is like, Jazz is so fresh. It's like so refreshing to see. Like, yo, this guy plays. He's good. I mean, his hitting hasn't been very fantastic. We kind of dropping and got injured, but you know, he plays with like that excitement. Might be on the up and up now. <laughs> he he, play, he plays with excitement and fun, and he's just a fun guy to watch. That's, that's why I like Jazz. And he's so fresh. He's so cool, man. And, and you know, I just I just wish for him to keep continue to succeed. Obviously, you talked about he's on the MLB the show, and I hope he has a, a you know a, a good year, man. He he's cool as fuck to me. I don't know. And then check this out. This is history. For Luis Arias, chasing 400. Yeah. So the only other player to hit 400 was Ted Williams, um, and this was his stats at the same amount of games that Arias is, which is basically halfway through the season. And they they have pretty much identical stats. Um, for the audio listeners, Arias in 81 games has a 114 hits, 288 bats, with an average of .396. Ted Williams in 1941, which, let's be honest, the league is not as good as it was back then as it is now. Uh, He had 96 hits and 242 at-bats, making him 397 batting average. So only 0-0-1 average more than Areas right now. Um, So that kind of puts it. So he's on track to get over 400 if he's looking at the stats based on what happened with Ted Williams, the last person to do it back in the 40s yeah and i mean it's this run already is already incredible i, I don't think he's gonna hold it but it would be amazing if he, if he did if he was able to hit that long but it's just t- statistically with the amount of games the amount of bats like it's really hard to do that over a, a season because you you figure you know you're gonna run as you know you're gonna run into the teams that are gonna figure you out uh figure out your weaknesses they're gonna have a, a whole bunch of tape on you and you know some, somebody there's going to be pitchers out there, either starters or relievers. They're going to be like, yo, I'm, the, I'm going to be the guy that's going to drop this, you know, percentages off this uh, batting average. So it's amazing right now as, a, as a, a, ha- a half season achievement. It's really amazing. I'm glad that he's doing, you know, well for the Marlins. So those are my top three. Luis Arias, 
uh, uh, Ali De La Cruz, Shohei Otani. Those are the top three guys you should be watching. We'll, we'll, uh, again, uh, as we come next week, hopefully JoJo will be here. We'll talk more about the MLB. We'll talk about the All-Star, uh, you know, the Selection. actual people. Yeah, they're, they're announcing it tonight, but by the time this comes out, it'll be already out already. So we'll, hopefully we'll talk more about that and uh, how we feel about that. All right. Let's talk about uh, the NBA because the NBA uh, is making a lot of news. I feel like there's a lot of crowded. Like, uh, oh, yeah. speaking of it, breaking news with the NBA as of right now. And I know you're going to start off with this, but I guess uh, we'll see. We can kind of divert. Surprise me. Surprise James, me. Not on the agenda. James Harden is picking up his $35.6 million option and will begin work with the Sixers and explore the, exploring trade scenarios. So, so he's going to pick up his option. Uh, I guess the Sixers convinced him to pick up the option, so then the Sixers can then get uh, compensation for so him. They're not just letting him walk. Is it going to be a sign-and-trade situation? Yeah, so they're picking up the option, so obviously the Sixers can get some compensation instead of just letting him walk. And then, uh-huh. yeah, they're going to work on trade scenarios. The the guy who can't help but be traded every year yeah. is James Harden. Um. And, every and, and, two years. <laughs> so as we record this on Thursday, June 29th, the, the biggest date coming up is July twenty, uh, July first is when obviously free agency opens up and you can have si- these signs rates. Uh, what what I hear from the announcement, it, it, you know, we'll talk about James Harden right now. Um, what I hear from that announcement is like, there's no pen to paper, there's no ink, the ink has nothing dried. This is just what the ideas they're talking about. I'm sure they're waiting for uh, July first to hit, so we might hear you know trade talks, trade rumors, shit like that. Um, yeah, uh, if I'm James Harden, I'm happy because I'll take the guaranteed money, whatever. Like, whatever team he lands, but he stays with the 76ers or he gets traded, he's going to stay. I mean, he's guaranteed that the money that's guaranteed on his contract, so good for him, I guess. Um, to me, most likely, I mean, maybe... I, I don't think he's going to go, though. If they picked up his contract, I don't think he's going to go. Because what, what's your other well, option? They're, they're, they're working with him to explore trade scenarios. So it looks like it's like a mutual thing where, like, okay, we'll pick you up. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, cool, pick me up as long as you, like, trade me. So it seems like it's like a mutual, like, handshake agreement where it's like, you pick me up, trade me. So he's like, let me let us trade you so we can get compensation. We're not and- just letting you walk for nothing. The biggest thing I heard was he's probably going to go back to Houston. Like he wants to go back to Houston for some reason. Um, it's his or, favorite strip club, or man. Also, also. <laughs> he's going. He wants to go back to his favorite strip club. So I'm hearing he wants to go yeah, back maybe, to Houston. I miss that place. <laughs> but also, here's another thing. Here's another odd thing maybe nobody's ever heard. I heard he might go to uh, to the Suns, to, to the Phoenix Suns. He apparently, you know, he went to college in Arizona. Uh, he lives in Arizona. Uh, and, you know, you got KD and, and Booker over there. Maybe there's a sign and trade with Phoenix. Uh, huge, maybe possibly. I'm, and this is like a, if I have to give percentage, I'd be like I give it like a six percent chance he goes to Phoenix. More than likely, it, it you know I, I say he either stays with 76ers more than likely because why would you lead him and beat, or he goes to Houston, which is what he what he wants. So if I have, if I have to give my prediction, Julian, see Julian, you know Julian knows I hate predictions. And I'm going to give you a prediction now. Either he stays with the 76ers, which is more than likely. He just stay there because why would you leave Embiid? Uh, you know, MVP. Um, NBA MVP. Or league MVP. I don't think you want to go to the West if I'm him. I, I wouldn't want to go to the West. I don't know what he wants. I don't, I don't know what, what he wants. Or if he wants strippers, he can go to Houston. That's what he was already, he was already <laughs> over there. Even though Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey is with the 76ers, so I don't know why he would leave Daryl Morey and Embiid. If he wants to go back to Houston, he can go to Houston. 
you know, one of the lowest teams. Like, not nobody's expecting anything out of Houston. He wants to go retire there. Fine. Or, like I said, this little off that nobody's talking about is is the Suns. I don't think the Suns thing is happening because they just went through that trade to get Bradley Beal. Um, so I don't think they're going to want to give up more pieces than needed. And then I don't. If we talk a lot of a little bit more in detail later, or once we're done with this Harden thing, but there's also the Suns potentially meeting with Kyrie Irving in uh, on Monday, on July first, and. I just I don't see this I don't see him going to the Suns because I think the Suns are looking for a free agent and that's where Kyrie Irving kind of steps in. He's a free agent. I don't think they want to trade any more pieces um, after getting Bradley Beal. I think the Suns are kind of set with their trades. I don't see that happening. But man, Harden, look, one thing we've known from Harden, history kind of speaks for itself. When he wants to leave, he leaves. I don't see him staying in Philly. Um, I agree with you, though. It seems like the best option for him is to stay in Philly because you go to the West Coast, you're not going to go to a contender. Like, I don't I don't think. And honestly, like. I don't I don't understand why teams even want to trade for him. Like, I'd be so over it. Like, like his talent. I mean, I get he's good, but like, is he worth the hassle of like offloading players and potential uh Thing. And we've talked about like in the previous episodes, like how much like the NBA is kind of leaning more towards like building strong teams with depth instead of like just getting rid of all that depth for like one or two stars. I just to me, it seems like the best option for him is to stay in Philly because you go to the West Coast. It's going to be too tough over there. It's going to be too competitive. If you want if he wants a chance to actually win a championship, he's most likely going to have to stay on the East Coast. But it's like, where are you going to go on the East Coast? Potentially Boston. I mean, those are that's a team that can, but they also just traded away Marcus Smart, and they already were involved in the trade. Are they going to want to get into another trade that's going to require a lot of uh, compensation to the Sixers? It's just tough. Like I don't see where he goes. We could possibly talk about the Hawks. The Hawks need somebody else next to Trey Young. But are they? That could be a possibility. Are they? Like you think they're going to be NBA? You think he'd rather go to Trey Young than stay with Joel Embiid? No, I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm just I'm throwing out options. I still uh, no. I still, I still think his best option is to stay with Philly. To me, like if I'm him, like why would you leave? Like you just had you have Joel Embiid reigning MVP. Um, I, if anything, you stay there and bring more players to Philly because that's a team that's already kind of built up. You're somebody with familiar with. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out with Doc Rivers being gone. Like how's the coaching situation? going to handle like i don't know i, I just don't yeah. see teams trading for him just same reason why i don't see team any more teams trading for kyrie irving kyrie the only way teams will pick up kyrie irving if he's a free agent like yeah. no one's going to trade any more compensation for that man and the same thing i think for james harden it's just like how much do you want to deal with it this guy you're going to give up so much and then this guy's only going to be here for like a year or two and then request to be traded the guy yeah. just want he's just bouncing around trying to find the best strip club in america like it's just like like what do you like i don't know uh, i mean i think we're kind of in agreement here we both think he's going to stay at philly oh, not More he's going likely. to stay but we think the best option is i think he's going to leave because it seems like that's what the agreement is for him to leave oh. um but i don't know i mean do you see it what team i mean you said the six suns but like is there any other team like you genuinely feel like he can be traded to if I had to pick between the 76 or the Suns, I would like which t- uh, those two teams, which would he go to? I'd rather, I, I would say he'd stay with the 76ers. If I had to pick between the 76ers and Houston, 
I don't know what Embiid, uh, what, excuse me, what Harden wants. Does he want to stay with Embiid or does he want to have fun for the rest of his career? Uh, I'm looking, you know, <laughs> uh, he's going to be 35 years old, unrestricted free agent, 2024. Um, he, ex- you know. Yeah, and how much are you going to want to put into a guy who's that old, who who doesn't have that passion, really? So he's just he, kind of he, like. He's exercised his, you know, player option, maybe a son. Like again, I'll see it when when it's fucking ink on paper when it's finalized. Maybe they're just talking. This is like, hey, uh, I'll sign with you, exercise this option, and maybe a sign and trade if they want to get rid of him. I I, I don't know. So uh, that's James Harden. We'll we'll see. I, like I said, more more than likely, I've, I'm just leaning towards he's gonna stay with 76ers because where else are you gonna go? All right, you brought up Kyrie Irving. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving. Obviously, Kyrie Irving getting traded from the Nets, and the Nets blew up. Obviously, I think James Harden went first. He left the Brooklyn Nets to the 76ers. And then it was <laughs> it was KD and Irving. What a failed experiment. <laughs> experiment. And, and from what I hear, because now we're talking about James Harden and Kyrie, um, uh, KD is closer, is a closer friend to James Harden. Obviously, them playing together on the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder. They're closer friends together than KD is to Kyrie. So the fact that you bring up the story about Kyrie's exploring options, he's talking to the Suns. I'm like, I don't, I don't. He's going to meet with the Suns. He's He's going to meet with the Suns. And and let me go back to it because I think it came out today. uh, uh, Windhorse came out today. Brian Windhorse reported. um, So this is what he's saying. Quote. Uh, he can take meetings with teams they don't that don't have the space, and there there can be negotiations on a sign and trade, but that would imply Dallas wants to say goodbye. They don't. The only team in the offseason where uh, I thought Kyrie would have a chance to go would be Dallas. Uh, besides Dallas, would really be L.A. Uh, and uh, Rob Palenka talking about it on a billboard with L.A. Uh, we're not gonna be a cap space team. We're resending our players. So it sounds like if Kyrie wanted to go to any team, and there was a lot of rumors of him rejoining. LeBron rejoining with Kyrie. Obviously, they played in Cleveland. It sounds like they would go to... Uh, he, uh, he would maybe possibly go to L.A. But from what I'm hearing, they um, uh, L.A. has extended... I, I want to get specifically... They, I know they extended uh, Austin Reeves. They like exercised Austin Reeves' rights. They extended Hachimura. So it seems like, to me, the L.A. Lakers are re-signing a lot of the players that they're having. Maybe they, they might get a pick up a guy, uh, a couple guys or two. But I don't, th- I don't, I don't think with... Uh, Kyrie Irving being a free agent, I don't think they want to pick up, you know, take that cap hit on uh, on their um, the salary cap. Uh, so his base salary, if I talk about twenty nineteen to twenty, he he was uh, twenty nineteen was thirty one million. He got thirty three million, thirty four, thirty six. So he he's a lot of money, and I, I don't think that uh, the L A Lakers have had that much cap space to 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 take that hit. So so how's this how's this working? So he's going to be a free agent, right? But then there's also talks yeah. of Dallas doing a sign in trade. That they could. Well, why would he, Dallas? He, why he would stays. Anybody, he stays with the team that he's already at because he's you know obviously with. Uh, fuck, what's his name? I can't think of his name anymore. Luca. Luca. Um, and then possibly he he'll sign with the team, and then eventually they'll throw that contract, whatever he signs for, because he if you sign with the team, obviously they're gonna. Uh, agree on a number. If you sign with that team, then you're going to, and then if the team wants to trade that number away to another team, then, you know what I mean? They can swap value. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so he's trying to guarantee money for himself, but also go to a team that he wants to go to. So the fact that, so you, he's you know, looking for, he's looking for a sign and trade. I, well, I guess Dallas, if they're going to get rid of him, they want to sign and trade. Yeah. Him. 
Versus he doesn't care if you sign and trade because at the end of the day, he's just going to get the money he wants anyway. Yeah. So it don't he was matter. a six month rental when he traded away, uh, traded him away. He was a he was a, specifically he was a six month rental, um, and, and Dallas knew that. And you know, the results are the results are what happened. Um, him, I, I, I think, think he played. I didn't really watch Dallas. Like I just know they didn't make the playoffs because yeah. they have no one else on that team outside of Luca. And I guess now. Uh, he plays like he Kyrie. always plays. He plays very well coming out fresh because he hadn't played in a long time. He, uh, very fresh, fresh legs. But uh, obviously, Dallas Dallas was a, a one-note team, right? It was like Luka or nothing. And if Luka don't play well, then Dallas is not going to play well. Um, and with acquiring Kyrie Irving, it's like these are two guys that both need the ball. And you cannot have these guys on the floor at the same time because they both they both require the well. ball. Yeah. And, and, and we're not talking about defensive. Uh, a defensive team either. This is like a, a running gun. We're just going score all the points. Um, yeah, he's not a traditional point guard. Yeah, Kyrie's a Kyrie's a, a spot up shooter point guard. He wants to take the ball down the court and shoot. Um. So, uh, yeah, I think this story. You know, you told the story about Kyrie speaking with the Suns. I think this is more of a Kyrie's trying to get leverage. I think. Of, I think to me, if I had to pick a team that he would go to, either he stays with Dallas or goes to L.A. And I think him talking to the Suns is just trying to get him trying to get leverage on LA. Bro, when is right? LA gonna learn? And, I, and like I said, like I said, <laughs> KD is better friends with James Harden than KD is better. For, I mean, you're talking about friendship. KD is closer to James Harden than KD is closer to Kyrie. So the fact that Kyrie is talking about, oh, I'll talk to the Suns because I was like. I don't, I don't, I don't think no, Katie wants you. you. Katie left you. Katie, Katie left yeah, you. I, I was gonna, say, I was gonna <laughs> say, I, I, when I heard, when I read that, I was like, what? I was like, isn't the whole reason why Katie left because he wanted to just, he wanted to get away from Kyrie because Kyrie felt. I remember James Harden. I, went he first. never said, he never said first. anything. He never said anything publicly, but you could always tell by KD. He was like, I'm so fucking tired of Kyrie. This is a guy who's supposed to help us win a championship. He's a star player. He's supposed to help me and us get there. Um, because of whatever, and I, I part of me feels like KD is just obsessed with having like another star by him, and that's why like he he feels like the only way he can win is if he goes to like we're back now, Gabe. If uh, you guys see the abrupt cutoff, Gabe it took a minute to get back, but um, where, what did I say? Uh, I'm spin hot fire. Listen, I was spin hot fire, and they want to censor me. Okay, oh. Kyrie's people want to censor <laughs> me. This is part of the Illuminati. They're trying to they're trying to stop me from speaking. Yeah. So what I was saying earlier was so obviously when uh, the Nets blew up, right? Uh, James Harden was the first one to go. James Harden was the first one to go away. So it was just Kyrie and KD, and like I said, KD is closer to James Harden, and the fact that he left is like. Uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, KD came out and said he, he either wants to go to the Suns or he wants to go to Miami. And then there was a lot of hope with the Miami Heat possibly acquiring him. Obviously, he went to the Suns. So Kyrie saying he wants to go to the Suns or saying he's going to meet with them. And obviously, I told you earlier about that report with Brian Winter. It's like, I feel like this is Kyrie trying to get leverage because either he's going to stay with, in Dallas or he's going to go to L.A. And, he's, and I, I feel like him saying he's going to speak to to the Suns is him trying to get leverage over the Lakers. You get what I'm saying? Does, does that make sense? Like he yeah. he's a free agent, so he he can he's gonna make money whether he stays or go. I I think I think in my mind Kyrie wants to go to L.A. and, and rejoin LeBron because earlier in the season I don't know if you saw this there were reports of like him saying uh, after that trade him talking to to LeBron and saying, hey, do you want to come over here? Because you know LeBron is also up in the air talking about is he gonna stay with the Lakers? Did LeBron go- get tired of him? Like in Cleveland, wasn't LeBron yeah. just like over him? 
my th- the thing with Kyrie, especially when he went to Boston. Well, I guess Kyrie left first. Kyrie left first. Yeah, to he went Boston. to Boston. When he went to Boston, the thing Boy, was did like they leave at the same time. Actually, no. LeBron played two years, so he went two years in Cleveland. Uh, Kyrie must have left soon after that. I can't remember. I, I have to look up. I just can't remember. Was LeBron by himself after he left? No, I think I'm pretty sure they both left at the same time. So uh, Kyrie was there to 2017, and 2017-18 year is when he went to Boston. He was Boston for two years. Um, so, but what I'm saying is, so if you uh, remember earlier, there was little talks of Kyrie telling. LeBron, like, hey, do you want to come to Dallas? Like, come to Dallas. It's me and Luca. It'll be me, Luca, and LeBron. Y'all come over. You come over here. And uh, that, that was a ro- still don't have enough. It yeah. don't. It doesn't. They don't have enough role players. Yeah, they have a bunch. Like, you can bring those two. And LeBron's not the same LeBron. Like, let's I, be real. LeBron has been retiring for he, the last like five years. Like, he's he, he's, he's good. He's, he's, he's trying good to be a for mobile. his age. He's good for his age. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like. You're gonna build it. That, that Dallas team is horrendous. Like you said, you have like one of the best shooters, one of the best players in the league in the world, and Luca, and Kyrie, and they couldn't get into the playoffs. Like with the play-in, with the yeah. the stupid ass fucking play-in where they let ten teams in. Like, so yeah, this like this that, whole, that team has major yeah. issues. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think this whole Kyrie talking with the Suns. I don't think that's a like. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I think that's just. Kyrie trying to get leverage over the Lakers because I think that's where eventually he wants to go. But if he doesn't go to the Lakers, I think he's staying He's staying in Dallas because nobody's going to pick up 30, 33 million, 35 million, whatever he's asking for. He's going to ask for the max and he's, he's not just, worth the max. Stay in Dallas, he, man. He, stay in Dallas because what is it? What is it? What have you proven? Like, that's what annoys me, like, about like Kyrie. I mean, Harding annoys me too, but like at least Harding can say like, "Look, I've showed out." Like when I'm here, he just Harding just seems like he's always in for himself, but he still always kind of performs well. But he's really just performing well, so he knows he can move on and make more money, not so much for the team. Kyrie, he's just like I just feel like he's just so like you just can't trust him, man. Like, and you want to pay a guy that much money for a guy you can't trust, and that's why I'm like, I see Dallas wanting to do a sign and trade because obviously they need the pieces and they need more than Kyrie. They need the other, they like I said, they need they need role players, but it's like, like realistically, who's gonna like who's gonna be stupid enough to do it? Honestly, probably the Lakers because the Lakers are so obsessed with clout chasing and getting like all the big names on their team, even though they're old as shit or they're inconsistent or they just don't have it anymore. I don't know, man. Like, honestly, like the only place I see him going is the Lakers because to me, they're the the bus families. The only they're the stupidest motherfuckers that are willing to to do it. You saw how well it worked with Russell Westbrook. You think it's going to work with Kyrie now? And Russell Westbrook is, I think, is way better than Kyrie. Yeah. So yeah, this Kyrie thing. We'll, we'll see. Like I said, uh, as after we record this, obviously transaction is going to happen July first, so there's going to be uh, a bigger update. But we can talk about um, the big trade uh, that happened between there was a three team trade between the Celtics, the Grizzlies, and the Wizards. Um, the Celtics uh, acquired Kristaps Porzingis and a couple first round picks. We haven't talked about the draft, but the draft happened, and uh, uh, the Grizzlies received Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart went to the Grizzlies, and the Wizards received Tyus Jones and a second round pick. Also, Chris Paul got acquired by. The Wizards, but then got transitioned over to um, uh, Golden State. 
But what I'm hearing with Chris Paul is probably most most likely he's gonna end up with the Clippers. Go go back to L.A. Uh, probably his last. Why is, it, why, why, why is it going all over the place with this? Oh man, man. they they got rid of yeah. So he went from the Suns to to the Wizards, and the Wizards gave him to the the Golden State, and he's probably gonna go to the Clippers. I feel like Chris Paul's on his last. This is last hurrah. Probably be. I, I really feel like I, I would like to see the a- M- NBA do the same like trade rules as the NFL, like only two team trades, because this whole like zigzagging all around is well, just like sometimes you have to make the money. They have to make the money work, and especially now. Okay, let's talk about. It. There's a new CBA coming out, and uh, a lot of the rules have tra- uh, changed. Uh, the I think one of the biggest things that they're talking about is that it's going to be harder for t- if a team acquires especially a, a big name player it's gonna be hard for them to transition and make these trades so like more than likely players are gonna stay where they're at because uh to make the money work based on the trade rules or whatever cba we'll, we'll see how because it just literally dropped like last night like it dropped dude it's probably before. been a pain in the ass for these general managers and like it's probably been such a like a bitch with everything uh, going on with so many people getting moved left and right and wanting to go where they want to go requesting trades and all this it's probably just so like infuriating. It's just like, gosh, like, can we just? Well, you can't build anything, man. You can't. This this is the contracts and the, the way they organize themselves. The players, the players' union, and uh, the league owners. That's how they want to trade. I, I don't know the. I don't know fully. I don't fully understand. Hey, I, I haven't read it. I don't know. So I don't know how it's fully going to affect uh, these trade uh, acquisitions. But I know when it comes to like these three, you know, two, three team transactions they always have to make the money work right it always has to be like it can't just be you can't just trade Joel Embiid for uh I don't know uh I'm trying to name a no-name player on the the heat uh Plumlee I don't know how Plumlee Cody Mason Plumlee <laughs> Cody Zeller <laughs> you just can't no, trade I, mean, just, I understand can't that you but there's compensation work. to it yeah, yeah I mean yeah. I understand that but there's there's compensation to it like picks or whatever um so uh, I mean shit and maybe if you do that you make picks Come more valuable, like it is in like football, for example. Yeah, but I don't know. So we'll see. Hopefully, you see what this, what what it, yeah, what it comes out to. We'll see after July first. Again, all these rumors are going on. We'll see what happens after July first. Teams that are actually about it because certain contracts are guaranteed, and after the first date, then unrestricted agents can sign. Um, you know, there's a bunch of. Uh, I put up the free agents. There's a bunch of free agents. Russell Westbrook is a free agent. Chris Middleton. Uh, we already talked about Kyrie Irving. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, which I think most likely he'll re-sign with Golden State. The Middleton thing is crazy to me. Like, why would he turn down 40 mil to not play with Giannis? Unless he wants to feel like he he wants to, like what Harden did in OKC, where he's like, I want to be my own guy. Like, I don't know. And and listen, there's a lot of talk in Miami. I'm a Miami Heat fan. There's a lot of talk about, you know, Dame, Dame Lillard. But if Dan Weber doesn't come through because they would have to trade and make money and make money work as a free agent, I would love to have Chris Middleton. You know, all star. Yeah, he's a perfect. He's a heat fit. killer. He's a heat killer, and and he's I would love to have him part fit. of the team. He fits yeah. the team well. He would tall fit really guy, well. long can, shooter. Um, yeah, you, you can know. move. Yeah, I mean, you could flex him and Jimmy as like you know they're shooting forwards or shooting guards or whatever. Like that 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 would be a good pickup. I would like that. if yeah if you if, can't get Lillard, even though I think. He, even though I think you need Lillard because Lillard is a playmaker at the end of the day. And I think that's what the Heat need. The Heat need a playmaker guy. Like, as good as a Chris Middleton, I think he would be a great fit. Um, but I would still rather take Lillard because I, I just I feel like the Heat, just, they need a guy who can make shit happen. Yeah. And Lillard could be that guy. 
Also, uh, you know, Fred Van Fleet, I've heard rumors. I don't know how. See, this thing is I'm on Twitter, so I can't take everything serious. They're talking about Fred Van Fleet <laughs> uh, trades for, you know, maybe a sign and trade for Gabe Vincent. I don't know how true Real that is. Real fans podcast Twitter? Oh, no. I can't, I can't substantiate shit that's fake shit. Because it's, it's, you know, you never know if it's, if it's a team, if it's agents, if it's just fans, you know, just photoshopping jerseys on people. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh, Harrison Barnes, Eric Gordon. Uh, I think, you know, a, uh, a nice guy to acquisition would be Brooke Lopez. He's also a fucking heat killer. Tall, big, can shoot the three. Dude, how old is we that, ha- man? But listen... As a Miami Heat fan, <laughs> well, as a as a Miami Heat fan, we need height. Listen, the biggest guy we got is, is no, Bam Adebayo, and he's not even that big. Like he's long, but as far as like yeah, but physical you can't down find the a block, young guy, we like, need tall. Like, we need height. We need height. We, I know, we, we but got like, you can't find a young guy. Like why, what's up with like these Kyle like, Kuzma? A Kyle Kuzma? I heard about Kyle Kuzma possibly going. Rumors that he might go every, to Houston. Why, like, I don't understand. Like, why is everybody going for like old guys? There's so many young. There's so much young talent out there. Like, why are we continuing to go for like and put so much money to guys who are fucking Brooke Lopez, 35 years old, man. Like, and he's fucking huge, which means he's even older. He has like the, shoot the three. Like, well, dude, when you're that fucking big and 35 years old, your knees are essentially you have the same knees as like a 60 year old. It's dust. Like, you know, like, you know that candy. You, you know when that you're candy? that fucking big, your knees, those are he has 60 year old knees out there. He has you know, 60 year old knees. Out there. You know that candy, the was it lick a stick where it has like a little stick and then it was like powder and you, uh, you put it in your tongue. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His knees, Brooke Lopez's knees are that powder that you stick it in there. <laughs> There's no cartilage. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, it's like, man, there's so much young talent out there. Go find someone. Like, go find someone. Like, I feel like that's that's another thing. It's like everybody's trading for all these old fuckers. Like, come on, man. Like, there's there's a there's a guy out. There's talent out there. There's fucking hundred tens of millions of basketball players out there. You tell me, you can't find one other like guy who isn't fucking 35 like like come on who has the knees of a 60 year old man like it's it's Dave you're almost his age how your knees man oh wow listen I got better (laughs) knees than fucking Brooke Lopez I can do that I don't know if I can shoot as good as I'm not as tall as he is I can't shoot as good as my knees listen I I got strong knees (laughs) but yeah man I I think we should end it there man because like I said we're, we're coming into that transition so obviously by the time we record next season hopefully we'll have Jojo here um, there'll be next some season? Uh, next episode next <laughs> next podcast um, there'll, there'll be some guys that we season, talk about season 30 yeah but we appreciate listen thank y'all for checking us out Real Fans Podcast I know we're in the summertime but it's hot out there and guess what the only thing that can relieve us is sports we really appreciate y'all downloading Drink YouTube water. and the apps all the apps Julian tell me where they can download the episode if they're not watching us visually on YouTube you can watch it anywhere. All your favorite podcast apps. There's Pocket Cast, Google Cast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pocket FM, or whatever it is. Like, uh, oh, there's 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 a bunch out there that people like um, that I've never heard of. But yeah, yeah anywhere so, you get them, man. And then uh, yeah, follow us on all the social medias. We're going to start do exclusive content on the social media accounts, exclusive clips that we're doing on our own outside of the show. 
So follow us on those things. Hopefully we can get Gabe on the Twitter again. Gabe has abandoned the Twitter once again. Uh, uh, listen, I'm sorry. It's Even though he's on it every day. I can't I can't substantiate bad rumors. Bad rumors. I can't substantiate that. No, I'm just talking about like making <laughs> making content. Man. All right. We're gonna make content. But hey, but also check out Real Fans FC because we haven't talked about I want to talk about Concat, but we're not talking about it because they're gonna talk about it on Real Fans FC. So y'all check that out as well. Have you been watching it? Yeah, man, I can check it in. I check it in, man. I I, I gotta see. Well, let, going let on us with Messi, know next yo. time, man. You I can guess join what's going us. on with Messi? He's coming in. How, how expensive are those tickets, man? Mm, I, know, <laughs> cool. I, don't know. I know you gotta. I know you gotta head out after this, but I'm doing the yeah. show after this. But yeah. hey, if you ever want to join, let me know, and we'll let you in. We'll we'll do a crossover. All right, man. Thank y'all for checking us out. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>